0: Just a word of warning before we start. This is a recap of Happy Valley Season 2, which does include some mild descriptions of sexual violence.
2: This is TV worth talking about. I'm Catherine, by the way. I'm
0: 47. I'm divorced. I live with my sister, who's a recovering heroin addict. I've two grown-up children, one dead one who doesn't speak to me and a grandson. Shrine Podcasts presents
3: Happy Valley. Hello and welcome to Shrine Podcasts presents Happy Valley. I'm Rebecca.
0: I'm Brendan. I'm Hat. (laughs)
3: <laughs> no I apologise <laughs> sorry <laughs> what happened
0: I don't know I think I went in the wrong we order we over each
2: other
3: oh guys listen who that's what are happens. you who am I Who are any of us these days? Anyway, we're back to recap Season 2 of Happy Valley. This aired back in 2016. Sarah Lancashire is back as Sergeant Catherine Kaywood, who heads up a team of very dedicated police officers in Calder Valley, West Yorkshire. Now, will I give a little synopsis of this season?
0: Please, please. We're going
3: to be recapping every single episode in detail now momentarily. But basically, this season starts with a body being discovered. Uh, The victim's injuries bear a very striking similarity to a string of other murders over the last few months. Suggesting that a serial killer is on the loose. And then the case becomes even more shocking because Catherine actually knows the victim, and uh, it's something that could have very serious repercussions on herself and her family.
0: Uh huh.
2: Mm. We're in.
3: We're in, guys. Who's doing episode one and two? That's
2: me. Take it away, bitch. Season two opens with a bang. So Catherine and Claire are sitting at the back garden. They're having a smoke and Catherine is a big ride. She's in all black and aviators. And she's filling her sister in on like the latest horrible goings on in the town. Turns out three lads off their heads, stole a sheep, let their dogs chase it up the road, maul it half to death, um, resulting in Catherine having to bludgeon the animal twice oh, after not being able to find a local vet to help now i was just generally traumatized with this so if you're delicate around animal cruelty and all that sort of stuff you'll be watching through your fingers so drug problems are ripe in the valley still and local woman allison played by susan lynch tells catherine that this is not the first time that one of her sheep has been stolen Catherine only back at the station a wet minute is alerted by Joyce who is like giving it real icon vibes. I season. love
3: Joyce. Joyce is iconic.
2: Isn't Joyce back with a bad yeah. in season two? I love it. Everyone's yes. just ramped up a bit. So something even weirder has happened. A number of dogs have been found lying dead in a nearby estate. So it turns out that Catherine didn't do the sheep in after all. And after she left, a vet did arrive to help, injected the animal with a lethal dose of drugs. Strays turned up to eat the carcass and then they were killed. Lovely. So following a tip off on the scroats who stole the sheep, Catherine arrives at an apartment block to arrest them but is soon distracted by a shocking smell emanating from a laneway garage. She breaks in without a second thought and lo and behold we have a body. Now we are meeting a new family this season. The Wadsworths headed by no less than Coronation Street's <laughs> Hayley Cropper. And as their three children bicker, her husband gets a text that reads, I am outside your house. Come and meet me or I will knock on your door. And his face says it all. He has been up to no good. So he slips out and meets a glamorous blonde woman who's like fully giving Jackie Laverty vibes. She's in a maroon car. He's not been answering her calls. She's fuming. She's upset that she hasn't seen or heard from him in three weeks. And he tells her that he snowed under and work and manages to get rid of her. So the Gallaghers are back for this season. They're holding a vigil around Helen's bed with Claire. And it's 18 months after the ordeal that Anne went through. And she has joined the police force, working under no other than Sergeant Catherine K. Wood. And what a week it has been. The big boys are in town, namely H-MIT, or the Halifax Major Incident Team, the team that Catherine used to work on before she took a demotion to look after ryan and they're there to help with the investigation into the body that catherine found oh and who is a member of hate smith hayley cropper's cheating and very distracted mm-hmm. looking husband john and other carrie star catherine kelly who you may know from cheat liar blood and criminal uk so she is playing di jody shackleton shackleton guys <gasps> so So close close, so similar to my surname I nearly fell off the chair even though I'd seen this season a few years ago I don't think I copped that then and like I'd seen this before I'd seen season 2 of Liar which it's season 2 isn't it Brendan that just goes off yeah the rail. It is. it is. Yeah, I just couldn't stop laughing every time I saw Catherine, be- or Catherine Kelly because that season of television is insane. Um, so D.I. Jodie Shackleton is the Chief Constable's daughter and she is an update for us. So the body that Catherine found belongs to 45 year old Lynn Dewurst, who has a couple of minor convictions to her name. Inspector Mike Taylor, who is also back, he is in the room and OMG, he recognizes the name straight away. The body Catherine found is only Tommy Lee Royce's mother and here he is the devil himself he's watching shite daytime TV in his cell decorated with a matchstick framed photo of his son Ryan he's got a shaved head and grey tracky bottoms a little bit weak let's be honest and in comes a priest to tell him that his mother has been killed strangled and sexually assaulted. So he's absolutely devastated but his tears sort of turn quickly into some kind of horrifying determination which just spells trouble for the rest of the season. Guys, uh, the priest, let's go on. The
3: priest okay, the priest yeah. is Do we know him? Yeah we do. We know oh. him from Marcella season three. The priest is God. the creepy brother who Marcella oh, bought, borrows an eye from.
0: God! God! <laughs>
2: You know, tell me we were talking about this man's eyeball two episodes ago, and now here he is as a priest. Yeah, he's the
3: priest. Yeah. So he's the (laughs) creepy brother who'd just be staring at Marcella through a peephole over her bed.
2: Oh my God. Yeah. I just couldn't. The crossovers between our shows all just never cease to amaze me. Oh yeah. I'm like... Pointing Leonardo DiCaprio meme every time we watch an episode of it's television, wild. like I Dash, can't believe.
3: And also Neville Longbottom as well.
2: Yes, yes. Neville and and Cropper. I thought Haley Cropper. I was screaming <laughs> at her. I totally forgot <laughs> I you, forgot she was in a character. <laughs> what a character? <laughs> what anyway, character? sorry. Hannah back to business. So come here. Elsewhere, elsewhere, Claire has bumped into an old friend called Neil, and sparks are flying on the road. D.S. John steals the moment during work to call Vicky, the woman he's been having an affair with, and he breaks up with her over the phone. Gorgeous move. But they plan to meet later that evening so John can get some of his stuff back, crying at the stuff he got back. <laughs> at his factory, Nevson fires Neville Longbottom, aka Matthew Lewis, who's playing a man called Sean. At the station, Catherine is interviewed by HMIT over her connection to the dead woman. So Catherine reveals that a couple of months ago, Lynn approached Ryan telling him that she was his granny. This resulted in Catherine knocking around to Lynn's flat and then leaving a number of threatening messages on her answering machine. She now has to be eliminated as a suspect herself. So later, Anne tells Catherine that she heard from John, the new cheating police officer, that Lynn was raped with a broken bottle. Really violent. At home, Claire has tea with Neil and she tells him that her and Catherine's parents both died when they were young. Just like a random piece of information. But I just thought we'd note it in case it comes back. Catherine comes home like a tornado, worried about her connection to Lynn Dewurst. So John meets Vicky in a pub and she is not happy at all about the breakup. She gives him back a toothbrush, his swipe card for work and one sock. He stays (laughs) for a drink. (laughs) Now I am screaming and the way it just rolls out onto the table. The man is mortified.
3: One sock, that's a level of petty. Yeah.
2: Yeah, she's the new, like, this one is another, like, whole new cat of fish. So Daniel um, arrives at Claire and Catherine's house. His wife has chucked him out. Sounds like things have been broken in the marriage since their daughter Daisy was born. Back in the pub, something awful has happened to John. It appears he has been drugged. Vicky carries him to his car, and next thing we know, wo- he's woken up naked, alone on the bed, with just like a single red feather beside him. <laughs> Maybe it was all a dream. It's horrific. It just really in- takes
3: a turn so fast, though, doesn't it? Uh,
2: yeah. Uh, I love this woman, Vicky. Like, re- like I mean like how did she have time to put all this together I don't understand because they meet up the evening that he breaks up with her so she must have known it was coming so in the direct next scene after we see John wake up naked in the bed he wakes up again fully dressed in his car and it's time for work I so, couldn't get over was that was all a dream no how
3: did she do that how did yeah, she dress yeah, him yeah. and put him back into his car and then drive him outside his, outside his place of work she's like
2: a little whippet as well oh, Like, I mean the size of her and she has a job like she's working at a makeup <laughs> counter anyway love of the resilience of it, <laughs> horrified by the rest. <laughs> so, HMID are linking Lynn's murder to two others, and John's like in work having to deal with this as well as everything else. He must so have buying a headache. Things, he must be like, I mean, rough, the, like, the,
0: the, the man was drunk. The like man is grey in the face. Yeah, he is.
2: Yeah. It's but, like, how so much time is passed, Like, it's just <laughs> poor John. The thing I love about Happy Valley, it's very like Line of Duty. That's 700 things like any other show would spread out so much of this. We're like, we're 20 minutes in. John's been drugged. He's woken up three times in one day. Like, it yeah. has been four murders. It's just nonstop. <laughs> and just when you think the fabulous cameos and actors popping up in this episode... Um, are over. In King's Cross station, Frances, played by icon herself, Shirley Henderson, disembarks the train with a large case and she visits a distraught Tommy in prison. I kind of got like anti, maybe anti-nephew vibes for the first second of this meeting and then it's very clear that she's like in love with him or she whatever. She is so-
0: terrifying. Yeah, like, chilling. chilling. It's She is... So scary.
2: I know. I mean, she's we know. She's scarier her. than him, isn't
3: she? Yeah. We know that she's Moni Myrtle. We know that she's Bridget Jones as BFF. But my God, I mean, that woman has range.
0: Jesus Christ. She's utterly terrifying.
2: It's <laughs> her voice. Guys, we all is watched the It's terrifying in the nest, though, so the nest oh, as shit, well. Oh, shit. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. Everything. There's all. One day, if I ever have time or like when I retire, I'm going to make this giant web of all of the people in all the shows that we like and connect them all together. So he suspects that Catherine is behind the murder of his mother and that the assault element of the attack was done to make the crime look like a man did it. And he also thinks that the police are going to cover up for her. So he he just has a, like he he just hates Catherine so much, no matter what happens he's always going to blame her. So Tommy is now going to use Francis to do his bidding on the outside world. Catherine has been asked to give alibis for the date of the other two murders that they've linked to Lynn and she's absolutely fuming. The woman whose sheep are being stolen is at the station. Her son has been attacked. It's not clear yet like what the connection or relevance of this is but there's clearly something there. Later, Catherine warns two sex workers to watch out for the serial killer and Neville Longbottom drives past drinking and (laughs) driving. And then later on as well, still hard to believe this is all episode one, we learn that Helen has passed away. Anne Nevison, Claire and Catherine are at the hospital. So just as the episode ends, John is at home with his wife Amanda when the phone rings. It's Vicky and she has texted him a photo of himself passed out in underwear with a red feather boa on and she is going to send it to everyone in his phone unless he gives her a £1,000 a month starting today. The episode ends with a psychotic looking Francis watching Ryan and Daniel through the kitchen window in the rain. So that is all episode one of season two we're back with a bang episode two Catherine arrives home in a flurry with a woman called Alinka who was sex trafficked along with 21 others and just escaped from a nearby house she managed to get housing for all the others, but Alinka will have to stay with her neighbour, Winnie. They both speak the same language. Meanwhile, Daniel tells Ryan that Claire an alcoholic. Never a dull day at home for Catherine. And Tommy Lee Royce has been given permission to attend his mother's funeral. So he is going to get out. Oh, and what's this? Francis works as a teaching assistant at, at a school and not just any school, Ryan's school. So that's just fantastic. John and Anne bond during house-to-house calls and he mentions he needs a house and pains and she tells him that her mother's funeral is the next day as well. So both Lynn Jewers and Helen Gallagher are getting buried on the same day. So at the station, it turns out that all uniformed officers know that Catherine is a suspect in Lynn's murder. One makes a really distasteful joke that goes down like a lead balloon and Catherine tells Anne that Tommy's getting out for his mother's funeral the same day as hers. Later, Catherine talks to Alinka with Winnie translating, and she's recognized clothes photographed on the front of the paper. They belong to a murder victim that the police can't identify. But it turns out that's Alinka's best friend, Aurelia, who's been missing for a while. She doesn't want to talk to the police, though, because she's afraid of a mafia-like family um, called the Nezaviches. I think that's the correct pronunciation, the Knezheviches. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's it. So Catherine convinces her to talk and in the station, Catherine tells Winnie just how women like Alinka come to be trafficked and how she managed to escape. DSU, Andy Shepard leaves the interview with Alinka to tell Catherine she feels she may have been followed. So now Catherine's home is at risk, as well as the other 70 things that's going on in her life. Nevison and Anne share a touching moment after Helen's wake and he tells her about firing Neville Longbottom from work. Anne tells her dad about Tommy getting out for his mother's funeral. Anne is so brave about everything. And Catherine sleeps in the conservatory to keep an eye on her and Winnie's house. So it's the next day. Tommy's told he's got day release and this is his big chance. So Claire catches Catherine up on Neil. He also turned to drink when his marriage broke down. And he cheated on his wife with a woman who soon started making threats against him. Now that is giving me Vicky vibes, guys. Mm. And I haven't seen episodes three to six yet, so I can't remember if there's a connection there, but it made me excited. There is chicken. At the, <laughs> at the station, may follow up with the Aurelia case. At school, Francis grows closer to Ryan and she pokes him about his other granny. John gets a sudden burst of confidence and rings Vicky and tells her to, that he's finally leaving his wife and to put the dinner on and that he's coming over. So a bedraggled Neville Longbottom or Sean turns up to the I love that you're
0: refusing to call him by his name in this. It's just (laughs) Neville Longbottom. Like, that's who he is.
2: That is it. I'm sorry. So he turns up to Helen's funeral to apologize to Nevison. Mad move. Catherine immediately recognizes him as the man who sped off in the white van when she was speaking to the two sex workers a couple of days previously. She then leaves and heads for Lynn's funeral to watch Tommy arrive. But this bad bitch doesn't stop at the door. She pops in for proceedings, making sure Tommy sees her. And naturally, he goes absolutely mental. Inspector Mike Taylor is fuming with her. And what's worse, she does not have an alibi for the dates that the three murders happen. John is at home packing a bag. He lies to his family and heads off to his new life with Vicky, but it's all a con to get the photos back. Oh, how clever John is. (laughs) Catherine arrives to collect Claire from the end of Helen's funeral and Claire has been drinking. Meanwhile, John and Vicky fight and she hasn't bent over a barrel. He goes for her computer. She whacks him with a spoon, which I was crying at. (laughs) Like she's (laughs) been over... You need to go back and watch it. Like she's been over cooking the dinner and she's obviously stirring something and she comes over and slaps him in the face <laughs> face. Well, But like he, he punches her back and they continue to struggle which results in John choking her to death with a cord. A Claire and Catherine's a drunk Claire attempts to escape alcoholism is a horrible, horrible illness and that is portrayed incredibly well by the two actors in this scene mm-hmm. and the episode ends with John staring at Vicky's dead body what has he done?
0: Oh my God, Hannah! Well, done. Hannah, well done. That's a thanks, guys. First one was a long
2: one, but we had to establish. The yes. Mood. yes, yes.
0: Heidi Cropper and Neville Longbottom. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices
2: Huge. Yeah. Guys, Huge. Can I just say Huge. one
3: thing yes. on this, right? Just after watching it the last few days again.
0: Were you attacked with a spoon?
3: No. Did my friend actually, actually hit me with a
0: teaspoon before? It's a
3: real thing in Ireland, though. Like, did so you were attacked spoon. with a spoon.
0: Oh, yeah, no, a wooden spoon. Yeah, we were all spoon. yeah We were all probably we all, have been attacked yeah. with a spoon, the spoon at one point
3: yeah. or another um, by our Irish mammies. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Anyway, would John, not a just like. I do find that plot point just a <laughs> bit bizarre. Like, if a, if someone was blackmailing me and I was a police officer, I'd probably pop to work and say, "Oh hey, if they're like Rebecca, how did you sleep?" I was like, "Not very well. I was <laughs> drugged last night, and the person that I'm having an affair with has sent me incriminating photos. Like, I don't I understand. <laughs> I don't understand why John didn't just tell someone the morning after. Oh, by the way, actually, this crazy bitch. I need to give her a grant Can we catch her or whatever? Like, Cause he I doesn't just, want his
0: affair to be found out.
3: Andy Cropper is ha- heading off right, <laughs> Graham. Do you know what I mean? It's just such a. I. it's just the one bit that I'm like, yeah, okay. oh, do you know? Anyway. Well, I love
2: how they do, they do try and like, Um. they do try and acknowledge this because she says yeah. it on the phone yeah. and she's like, I know you're a police officer, like very high ranking and you could do anything to me. And then he has a flashback of her saying that when he gets his like burst of confidence in episode two and decides to do something. But like, yeah, I mean, this episode could have ended there and then if you just um, uh, yeah. use his rank.
0: Yeah, okay.
2: Anyway,
3: Brendan, you're on to episodes three and four.
0: Episode three. uh, It starts with Catherine. uh, She's at a counselling session and she says she's never thought about killing herself. Uh, She's like, I don't want to be on a slab. I've seen what they do to people. And then uh, the counsellor is like, "Um, did you have counselling after your daughter's death? And she's like, no, I had a breakdown. Um, Has she thought about killing others? Oh, hell yeah. And she goes into a lot of detail. Uh, We then see a flashback to Claire falling off the wagon uh, after the funeral. Uh, She started drinking again because Catherine basically left her for too long because she headed off to Tommy Lee Royce's mother's funeral after that one. Um, Catherine's like, look, I'm really sorry. I shouldn't have left you. I know you were really vulnerable. She puts her to bed and leaves her a glass of water beside her and a little post-it as well that's like, I'm not angry, call me. Which is just always so lovely because you know when you wake up and you've got the fear and you're like, oh Jesus. It was just really nice of her to do. Now, in a scene reminiscent of Jill Bigelow to Ted Hastings, Catherine's boss asks her if she's considered retirement and she's like, No. At your age,
2: isn't there an air of like humour in this second oh, yeah, season that totally. wasn't there in the first one?
0: Yeah, they've ramped it up a bit, definitely. So, yeah. um, at work, uh, Joyce, I love Joyce. She's just so glamorous. I just, I, I'm obsessed with Joyce. Uh, she tells Captain that she wants to bring her out for a drink, and uh, casually drops into the conversation that they think they found another body. So a full briefing's held, and poor old John, he's in a sweat down the back of the room, having flashbacks to blood and broken bottles. Um, he confides in Anne that his wife. Uh, was cheating on him and then just goes uh, oh yeah do you you fancy going for a drink it's kind of bizarre Um, John attends the post-mortem and he looks as grey in the face I think as I would if I had to witness a Y incision in the flesh but by the end of it he's thrilled because the pathologist basically doesn't have a lot of answers and it looks like this death is going to be lumped in with all the other ones so he's like thinking he's in the clear um, Catherine and Joyce uh, they go out for a bit of dinner uh, wondering where the Michael Jackson impersonator is they're <laughs> very
3: concerned I need we need to go to that pub Go yeah. to that bar
0: so the waitress is then like oh it takes him a while to get done up he should be out soon I'm so sorry you've been waiting and then she's like have you seen the Elvis uh, or the Robbie Williams impersonators they're also very good as well and yeah, Robbie was in last week yeah Robbie was in last week they rotate their uh, different impersonators it's probably just... the same man <laughs> yes it's probably it's probably the same man it's like Hannah's yeah like you'd be man. able to tell <laughs> <laughs> um, so on the walk home then Joyce says to Catherine um, have you uh, alibied yourself yet and she's like I can't I'm not able to account for my whereabouts whatever and she's like she gets a bit snotty with her she's a bit pissed off and she basically tells Joyce to go fuck herself (laughs) Uh, not in so many words I think she might have done Um, Danny tells Catherine that he's received divorce proceedings in the post Uh, the neighbour Winnie comes round and tells Catherine that the fella that she tasered is Goran Dragovic so he's suspected of uh, people trafficking and he's out on bail the local biscuit factory is a front for trafficking women, apparently. <laughs> <But> <laughs> it's
3: not funny at it's all. It's
0: not funny. No, but I just but kept Alinka, being like
3: mm, biscuits. You yeah, know, I know.
0: And Alinka's is like, oh yeah, they're lovely to work for, and they're like, yeah, they're they're people traffickers. But
3: see, they don't know it's the agencies yeah. that
0: are set up. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Claire tells Catherine um, that Neil thinks that he doesn't like her because she said she didn't want a cup of tea. Neil's like I offered her a cup of tea she said no and he's like she doesn't like me
3: I could see how you'd be a bit intimidated though by Catherine if you (laughs) were like the new fella of the sister she is an intimidating woman
0: yeah she is she is intimidating I'd be terrified Uh, Ryan says uh, his terrifying new teacher Miss Wheeland keeps asking about his dad even though she knows not to Um, at home John and his cheating wife Hayley Cropper have a verbal insult slinging match in which he calls her many things including a trollop which it just makes me laugh
3: oh my god so Billy Butch. Very, focus
0: very. You um, witch,
3: you wench, you drop, you firefly, buck tooth, something
0: from hell. Yes. yes. Um so basically, Haley Copper says to John, she's like, you weren't on OBS the other night that you came home and caught me cheating. Like, you're a liar. Where were we, where were you? What were you at? Um, Catherine buys Joyce a mini desk cactus to say sorry for losing it with her the other night. And she says, it's prickly like me. Call it Catherine and throw it at me next time. And then Joyce goes, I could call it, uh, after your nickname, but she will not tell her what it is. And Catherine is like a dog with a bone here. She's like, what is my nickname? Tell me, tell me, tell me. Uh, they get a call from a nun about a suspected suicide. Um, she wonders if it's, uh, <laughs> yeah, she's like, Is it a real nun? She's like, or is she dressed up for a hen? And Joyce is like, it's 10 o'clock in the morning. (laughs) So Frances Drummond, Miss Whelan, goes to visit Tommy Lee Royce in prison. Like, she's just... So creepy. She's just, it's oh, like, she get
3: get any closer to his face. It's all jagged breasts. It's like it's this. It's up. really sexual. It's, I don't know
2: what the officers is. It's so has sexual. Them up. You know the way it's they're so all one sided. <laughs> like he is like, yeah, he's get playing away her. from me. You're he's, like my mom. Yeah. He's and am- she is all over him. It's, she's just like, oh.
0: like it's just, it's just like I want to throw up. Like it's so disturbing. Um, well, you
2: know that phenomenon of women. Falling yeah. in love with criminals, like who've done horrifying things, and marrying them and getting nothing Posting from it. Like the she's very and good at giving that vibe.
0: Stuff. Like, <laughs> <laughs>
2: God, <just> <laughs>
0: apparently, the letters that Graham Dwyer used to get, I just, I don't know, it's very disturbing. Um, so uh, yeah, she's uh, breathing all over him and like looks like she's like about to climax at one
3: point.
2: God, woman, right? Oh
0: my <laughs> <laughs> so basically, she tells Tommy Lee Royce,
2: <laughs> she does. Like, we all love a tight grey tracky bottom. We but, do. like, sweet Jesus, yeah. love restraining yourself. <laughs> Calm down. It.
0: <laughs> so she tells Tommy Lee (laughs) Royce that Ryan Ryan. no Tommy uh, she tells Tommy that Ryan couldn't stop talking about him and um, Tommy Lee Royce uh, lies here and he says that Lewis raped Anne that it wasn't him Uh, he suggests again that Catherine's responsible for all of the recent deaths at this point but especially his mother and he's like we need to get rid of her Um, Anne asks Catherine if she should go for that drink with John uh, but all Catherine wants to talk about is her nickname she's like tell me my nickname she's like no I don't use them other people do um. So Anna, Catherine, they arrive at the scene of this suspected suicide. The nuns are sitting there on a the bench, and she said, uh, "There's vodka bottles everywhere. They must have got tanked up to do it." Um. A paramedic hopefully walks past, and he's like, "He's dead." They're like, "Okay, thanks." Um. And it is the bloke uh, who's hanging from the tree is the guy that she tasered. Uh, He was let out on bail yesterday. So Anne goes and tells John that she goes into the office and she's like, absolutely ecstatic that she saw a dead body this morning. She's like, God, it was fascinating, really. And then she's like, is it true that men get an erection when they hang themselves? And apparently it's a myth.
3: Yeah, Jodie shut that down. Jodie shut that down.
0: She was like, that's a myth. It is here that we very quickly and subtly learn what Catherine's nicknames are. Uh, Brunhilde Brun Brunhild, who apparently is some uh, I think it's a character like a um, cartoon character based on a, 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 a I don't know a Greek goddess or something and
2: the
3: other one's from and Matilda. the other one is Miss
0: Trunchbull yeah Trunchbull or Ball Ball bull? Um, yeah I think so <laughs> so they're Catherine's nicknames uh, she doesn't know that though uh, Anne and John agree to go for a drink at 7 um, and she's like she's like she's like, it's not like it is in the TV shows where's the corkboard and the string for the suspects like just <laughs> gas um, Anne asks a lot of very very good questions here about the recent deaths and John starts sweating again it looks like Anne is going to make a great detective uh, Joyce figures out that Catherine and her were dressed up at the Rocky Horror Show uh, doing the time warp when Aurelia was murdered uh, so <laughs> that's her last alibi so yeah. she's in the clear
3: I would have loved to have seen a flashback Same. of that scene
0: would have loved that uh, thanks to Anne's amazing work they've identified the dead woman as Vicky Fleming, John finds out uh, while driving, swerves onto the wrong side of the road, hits a wall, and another driver comes over and is like, Are you alright, love? Just like possibly. How are we three episodes in? <laughs> oh,
2: 75,000 things have happened. Like, John is having the worst <laughs> year of his life that's squashed into about three days.
0: <laughs> I know. And then poor anne has been stood he up. He
2: twice and he's killed someone. Yeah. I'm sorry, I'm just crying.
0: <laughs> he's at the side of the road. <laughs> 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 One is like, Are you alright, love? And then, <laughs> it goes to the pub and poor Anne is like Aww. obviously stood up because John is like in a car and she just uh, polishes off the bottle of red by herself in the pub uh, that's Aww. episode three uh, episode four it opens uh, with Catherine helping Leone uh, Leone's been raped in a van while out working one of the lanes with a few of the other girls so Catherine takes note of the reg which Leone very cleverly wrote on her arm in yeah. I don't know pen or lipstick or something and Amazing. so um, Catherine takes note of that reg Uh she absolutely loses it with the two community police officers who did fuck all to help leone when she told them she'd been attacked they just dismissed her as a prostitute and didn't do anything about it um they were like oh it was dark out and they were like we were hungry we didn't get to eat anything yet and she just roars at them she's like you have fucking torches like just there's absolutely no excuse for the way that you handled uh that um that case at all um they have a family party in the kitchen for Ryan's birthday. He opens a mystery present which has been left on the doorstep. It's a Electrics. Is it scale oh, I can never say it. I
3: had to phonetically spell this for my re- scale-extric. recap.
0: Scale-extric. Yeah, scale-extric. scale-extric. I always said it was oh, when I, I used was
2: to say scale yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I that. said tricks as well.
0: Yeah. Um, they've no idea who it's from, I wonder. Uh, a briefing of police here is the white van man and suspected rapist and murder uh, murderer is identified as Sean Bamforth, um, Neville Longbottom. John, once again, relieved to hear that Vicky Fleming's death is also included in this. Whenever Whenever I hear Vicky Fleming, I always think of Kate Fleming. Same. Because of Vicky, Vicky
3: McClure. McClure. Yeah. And
0: it's like a hybrid. Yeah. She
3: saw one in the writing room was like, mm, let me think of a name. Yeah, for this yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Line of Duty. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs>
0: um, the boss tells John that his number was found in Vicky Fleming's phone and he fudges an answer here, uh, but he's adamant that the only contact he ever had with her was years ago and he wouldn't even remember her name. She used to work in um, the Building the Society. Building society. Yeah. Um, he's told to put that in a statement. He's like, Grant, that's the only contact you had with her. Grant, stick that down in the statement there. Thanks very much. Can I
2: just say, speaking of Lion of Judy, this gives me real season four. Pandy Newton vibes, yeah. and she's trying to. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, up and the there's murder. a Jodie. She's also involved and in the a investigation. A jo- yeah. yeah, it
3: is actually Hannah. Very similar. You know what's
0: going on? Um, so it turns out that the white van man, uh, Sean Barmford, works for Anne Gallagher's dad, Nevison. Uh, Dragovich's death is now being investigated as a murder, not a suicide. Uh, Claire's a little go with the scalex trick and finds a card addressed to Ryan inside the box. Pops it on the mantelpiece. She doesn't open it. scalextric Yeah, scalextric jeez, oh, It's very difficult, it. isn't it? Uh, a of hoodlums starts slagging Daryl calling him Flash on the street so he attacks him with a lump hammer Uh, the police arrest Daryl at home up at the farmhouse with his mother his mother's like look he's a vulnerable kid and he was provoked Uh, Neville Longbottom is charged at the station his only response is I paid her she's a prostitute Uh, he also denies killing the list of women Ryan tells Catherine to open the birthday card she freaks when it's from, his dad dismantles the Scalex trick and packs it away. Ryan screaming. She's like, this is exactly what he wants. He wants to upset us, to divide us. Um Sean's also told that he's suspected of murdering four women. His solicitor reads a statement that says he doesn't know them and has never come into contact with them. Claire's fella says he knew Vicky Fleming. He used to work with her at the building society. He was in love with her. Attractive, but a horrible woman, according to him. She used to blackmail him because he cheated on his wife with her. He asks Claire not to tell Catherine. Catherine brings the ScaleX trick into work to see if she can trace who sent it uh, at school. Ryan tells the freaky Francis that the scale Skelextric is binned because it was from his dad. She tells Ryan, she's like, oh, it was very expensive. It must mean that he's sorry. Uh, doesn't believe half the things that he's in prison for. She's like, I don't think he did all those bad things that people say about him. Uh, Jodie tells John um, that she just cannot figure out the Vicky Fleming death. She's like, something feels different about that one. Uh, Catherine... Meets Nevison in a greasy spoon to ask him about what he knows about Sean Neville Longbottom, and Nevison's not impressed with the cafe. He's like, um, really thought we might meet somewhere more salubrious." Castle's like, "I don't have the time," and he's like, <laughs> "Oh, this is a bit like speed dating, isn't it?" Um, Nevison says uh, that Sean is a sad lad in the ground. Uh, yeah, no. Nevison says that Sean's a sad lad, and he wouldn't put the murders past him if he was to be honest. Um, he asks if somebody at work has upset Anne because she was all thrilled with the job and the promotion, and you know, getting kind of doing a bit of detective work, and now. She's at home drinking alone and seems a bit sad. Um, Claire tells Neil her fella, uh, that he should tell the police what he knows about Vicky Fleming. He's like, I can't face going over the humiliation of, um, you know, her um, uh, bribing him and stuff. Uh, Steph, one of the police who ignored Leone at the start of the episode, tells Catherine that she feels awful and wants to quit. Catherine says, no, don't do it. I'll be really pissed off if you quit. Just become a good copper. Uh, Over a lovely family dinner, Ryan relays a gorgeous story about forgiveness and says the present was probably his dad trying to say sorry. Catherine and Claire tell him, Absolutely fucking not. Uh, John's wife has changed the locks. Hayley Cropper's on it and uh, he makes an absolute tit of himself trying to break in the back patio door <laughs> with a brick. It just, it, it's just not going to work. <laughs> you um, see
3: the neighbour next door yeah, yeah, Yeah,
0: over like, the fence, yeah. Oh. Um, in his room, Ryan's writing a letter to his dad, but he hides it when Catherine comes up to tell him that she loves him and cares about him. Uh, up at the farmhouse, Daryl's mum asks what happened to the front of his car. He says he scraped it on a wall. She says he better not have been drinking and better not have hit anyone. Uh, Francis visits Tommy Lee Royce in prison again. It's all heavy breaths and near climaxing Um, she tells him about the present and how it's making Ryan ask more questions she's like this is a good thing Tommy says Catherine killed his mother and tells Francis she needs to kill Catherine in return he's like you're sweet but you're naive you've led a sheltered life it's not your fault pet." Uh, now to be fair Francis is a law abiding citizen here she's like I'm not doing anything that's illegal he is absolutely fixated on removing Catherine from the picture, uh, and uh, with a lot of heavy and jagged breaths. That's where. And episode, surely working um, in a, in four a child
2: ends. school under a fake name has. be... You, well,
0: surely you'd have to get clearance to work. Like if that woman came in to. get Well, clearance I'll tell you how she school. got the right
3: fake identity now in the next few minutes when I start with episode five. Take it away, bitch. Catherine and her colleagues go on a very drunken night out to see an ABBA tribute band, probably in the same bar that she was in the other week with Joyce.
0: That can't have been the same man, though. (laughs) No, that's four four members.
3: (laughs) Anne here is just sculling the wine and she ends up shifting a fella at the back of the club before getting sick several times. Catherine brings her back to her house to stay with her that night. Meanwhile, it seems that Frances has actually decided not to be a law-abiding citizen anymore. (laughs) She's making a pipe bomb in her house.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Gosh, she was so adamant that she wouldn't do anything illegal. She
3: was, was taking a turn after the last time she's seen. I'm in dead of this show, guys. I just love
0: these two so
2: much.
3: (laughs) Yeah. So, um, she also spends the majority of this episode lurking out. It's like Catherine's house and staring at Ryan. So it's really ramping up here. The following day, Sean is interviewed by Jodie and John and he denies murdering the women, but he does admit to picking up sex workers in the past. So that may explain why Anna Vasilescu's DNA was in his van. And he also moved furniture for Lynn Dewhurst a couple of years ago. So that's why her phone number was in his phone. Sean is, however, later charged with all of the murders. But afterwards, Jodie is like to John, listen, the Vicky Fleming murder seems to be different. Mm -hmm. So Jodie just has that nagging feeling that something isn't right and it's all not uh, adding up at home a very hungover Catherine is still curious about who left Ryan that present she ends up actually going to the toy shop to buy a new scale extric, and she asks the shopkeeper thank you (laughs) she asks the shopkeeper who else has been in to buy the same thing over the last few weeks and she then later on in the episode shows CCTV footage to her boss of a woman in the shop last week buying the toy so she's on it lads she's on it now While Catherine's gone, this is a bit irrelevant maybe to some, but I thought it was relevant. Catherine's son, Daniel, starts chatting with Anne and he's going on about his marriage split. And she mentions then being stood up by a police detective that she works with. I think this storyline has potential for season three in the form that maybe Daniel and Anne could have a romance. Oh. Just going to say that now. Yeah. Foreshadowing, perhaps.
2: Oh, I'd love that.
3: So, I like Daniel. So would I. Now, John has literally gotten away with murder. He is beyond thrilled. He's singing Queen in the car. He's driving home to Haley Cropper to tell her to move out. John cannot <laughs> believe his luck that this is all going swimmingly. Catherine, <laughs> later on... <laughs> I just can't believe after all of this, Haley's moving out anyway. Like, you're going to just say, like... Do you know what I mean? If he Wait, just he's came telling through. her to move out. I know he's like, you have to move now because you're the one who had the affair and I did absolutely nothing wrong. Catherine then later on gives Ryan the new <laughs> scale extric, But Ryan is like, I don't want this one. I want the one that my dad gave me. Oh
0: God. Oh. oh, like oh, Ryan please heart-
3: Heartbreaking like, Yeah it is um, At the station it is announced that another woman's body has been found and the victim was actually killed while Sean was in custody meaning that he's off the hook so he's released Now the police are on the hunt for a suspect whose car was involved in a crash near the scene where the latest body was found At school Frances continues to put thoughts into Ryan's head This time she suggests that Ryan should actually visit his dad in prison or maybe write to him and she subtly gives the old prison address <laughs> here and we later on see Ryan go and post a letter.
0: She's just so scary. Mm-hmm.
3: Catherine is then called to deal with a semi-naked man screaming outside a pub. And it turns out to be Neil, uh, Catherine's sister, Claire's new fella. He's steaming drunk. He's very aggressive. And when he won't pipe down, Catherine oh. has to tackle him to the ground and arrest him. Yeah very sad. Now, back at Gar's Farm, this is where we opened up um, episode one in, Daryl's mum spots the dent in the car again and she brings up that the police are now looking for someone who may have seen something in relation to the latest murder. She's like you need to get your story straight in case the police come knocking again. At home that evening, Daniel tells Catherine that he thinks that someone from school is putting thoughts into Ryan's head and that after school Ryan always comes home and starts asking about his dad. That night, Daryl wakes his mum up in the middle of the night. He goes into her bedroom it's absolutely terrifying and he reveals that he doesn't want to tell the police about the car because he's done things he eventually confesses to killing the women she cries and she hugs him then they head down to the kitchen and he asks her if she will visit him in prison we then see Catherine showing Claire the CCTV video on her phone that she got from the toy shop and Claire identifies the woman in the shop as Mrs. Wheeland, Ryan's teacher Back at the farm, Daryl's mum Alison cooks some breakfast and she starts suggesting that perhaps they go and flee to America with money that she set aside. And as they're talking, she goes into the sitting room, she grabs a gun and she shoots her son in the back of the head. And that concludes episode five. Jesus Christ, like... Yeah, that happens. Episode six now, the final episode of Happy Valley season two. It opens with Catherine telling Ryan's principal about Mrs. Wheeland buying the toy for Ryan and encouraging him to speak to his dad. The principal's not really buying it. (laughs) She's kind of just like, oh, she's a lovely kind
0: woman. I don't know what you're talking about. She works here part time. Has she been vetted? Catherine's like, what do you mean? woman got clearance? Catherine's
3: like, where is she the other three days of the week that she's not (laughs) in work? She's in with Tommy Lee Royce. That's shocking. Anyway, officers then visit Gar's farm after a tip off and they enter and find Daryl's body along with his mother Alison who was still alive after an attempted overdose. Catherine lifts her outside and makes her get sick and Alison does admit to shooting her son. Catherine then puts two and two together um, as to why after spotting the red car in the driveway with the dent in it and she arrests Alison while cradling her in her arms. On
0: to the next page. Yeah, it's very grim, isn't it? It really is. Very dark.
3: Now, at the station, Jodie informs John that Daryl is the serial killer, but that his mum is insisting that Daryl kept saying that he didn't kill Vicky Fleming, so they now need to look into the man that she was having the affair with. Catherine's boss, Mike, informs her that the Scottish woman visiting Tommy Lee Royce in prison is a pharmacist called Frances Drummond, who is pretending to be Ryan's teacher, and she actually stole her dead sister's identity. Um, Frances is later on arrested at the school and she is released on bail. Jodie and Andy Shepard now are starting to suspect that perhaps Vicky Fleming's killer could be a police officer because he knew how to destroy the evidence in the fire and he knew that he needed to mutilate the body to make it look like the other murders. Catherine then calls to Francis's house and confronts her with the hard facts about Tommy Lee Royce. She's like, the man is a psychopath, he's a murderer, he's a rapist and he has groomed you and used you. But Francis isn't believing it and she thinks that Tommy is just a product of his childhood and that a relationship with Ryan will just benefit him. Mm -hmm. At home that night, Neil decides to tell Catherine that he did know Vicky Fleming and that she blackmailed him with incriminating photos, which led him to become an alcoholic and lose his family, his job and everything else. And he's like, maybe she did this to somebody else. The following day, a hotel worker says that she saw Vicky at the hotel with the man who looked very unwell around three days before she last turned up at work. And Anne, in a separate conversation, mentions to Catherine that John had said he needed £1,000 so he could have been blackmailed yeah. so the net is closing in on John then lads, Graham comes into the, to the station now, Graham is John's wife, Amanda's lover
0: oh yeah yeah, 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 yeah
3: and basically Graham is like I want to talk to you about Vicky Fleming because John said that he was away on ops and then he came home unexpectedly the night that Vicky's flat was burned down so yeah. obviously, Hayley Cropper had been talking to her lover, Graham. They're starting to think that John's
2: been up to no good, and he uh, tells clear. the police. John then doesn't. Oh, so sorry, but this isn't relevant at all. But how did Hayley Cropper get two minutes to have an affair? Because John doesn't seem to ever be in that house. The kids seem to be. Every time we looked at the woman, she was buttering bread for the kids' school lunches. <laughs> <So> <laughs> well, she I'm had just, your like, man upstairs, too. Or? She
3: had him upstairs in the bedroom, Hannah. True, shouldn't have to go to the too marital far. bed. <laughs> yes, that's shocking. Uh, now, lads, John does a complete runner here because he knows everyone's figured it out. Catherine follows, there's a high speed chase. He ends up getting out of his car, running to a train station, and heading for the tracks. Then he heads to a wooded area and he reaches a dead end here. This is where Catherine catches up, and John then decides to get up on top of a wall that's actually a bridge facing onto a main road or facing down to a main road. John explains here that he was spiked, blackmails that he didn't mean to kill Vicky. Catherine tries to talk him down, brings up his kids and how he'll only get 10 years for manslaughter but it doesn't work. John says he loves his children And then he jumps backwards, falling onto a moving van. Catherine drops to the ground in shock and she cries in disbelief. Catherine's boss later gives her information about the other people who've been visiting Tommy Lee Royce in prison, the man's flat out. And we later see Tommy in his cell, kicking and screaming after finding out that his phone calls have been suspended. But he does get a glimmer of hope later in the episode when he receives Ryan's letter. It's all setting up season three nicely. Catherine tells Francis that a number of women have been visiting Tommy at prison and he has three other fiancés, sorry <laughs> to break the news, before Daryl's mum, sorry, before she visits <laughs> Daryl's mum in hospital. So Catherine goes to see Alison in hospital and here they have a conversation about how Becky died when she was 18 and basically Catherine just says to Alison, I'm always here for you if you want to speak. Which, I mean, what a dedicated police officer. Yeah. Now... On Becky's anniversary, Catherine, Claire, Ryan and Daniel, they visit her grave. Catherine tells Claire about her recent visit to Alison in hospital. And she says here that Alison actually disclosed that she had been raped by her father and Daryl was born as a result. Alison believes Daryl had it worked out and he knew that his granddad was actually his dad. Now, as the family then walk along the fields of the valley, Catherine watches Ryan as he plays and she looks very worried. And that's the end of Happy Valley Season 2.
0: Very good.
3: And I think that scene Excellent. about Alison is just saying that Yeah, I didn't actually
0: that she didn't says register it with me. in
3: such passing, yeah. but that's why Catherine looks worried because yeah. she's worried that Ryan's going to figure it all out. And
0: there we said this on the last episode that Sally Wainwright wanted to wait for the for for Ryan to be older for the storyline, so are we going to see him
3: Figuring out the truth, hopefully, about Tommy Lee Royce, but we know he's writing letters to him, so they're going to have probably forged a relationship in the space between yeah, season two and season three. So L- there's a little bit of out. info
2: we have. Yeah, see, we have a little bit of info about season three, which maybe we will hold back before our season three recap. Yeah, but I think it's going to be focused a lot more on Ryan making his own decisions because he's not going to be a child anymore. Yeah, um, he is going to be an old teenager almost a full adult
3: yeah and it's fast forwarding through time so yeah he's older now in real life too so we're going to come back with an episode a preview of Happy Valley season 3 with everything you need to know in the meantime you can get in touch with us and let us know what you're watching and what you're enjoying at the moment uh, we're at Pod on social Facebook Instagram Twitter we're not on the TikTok yet no will we ever be on the TikTok I don't know um, <laughs> no you can email ShrinePod at gmail.com take care now and we'll be back very soon
1: quince only works with factories that use safe ethical and responsible manufacturing get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with quince go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365 day returns why don't more infant formula companies use organic grass-fed whole milk instead of skim why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials